Welcome to the Transformational Travel Podcast, bringing you inspiring stories of life-changing travel experiences from around the world. Now, here's your host, Transformational Retreat Leader, Ann Gordon. Welcome back to another episode of Transformational Travel. I'm your host, Ann Gordon. And today we're going to learn about an interesting way of traveling, all about being a digital nomad. And I'm excited about to dive into this subject. So we have with us today a friend of mine, Debbie Peck. Welcome, Debbie. Hi, Ann. It's really great to be here. Nice to see you again. You too. So let me share a little bit about you so everybody knows who you are. So Debbie has been working in digital marketing since she calls it the dark ages, which is really since 2001, because in technology, yes, it was. And she's seen many trends come and go in the digital space. And she has a ninja sense for new and upcoming trends. And through her company, Debbie Peck Digital, Debbie teaches and inspires people to utilize digital marketing to not only build strong companies, but to create a better world. I love that. Business with a mission. What else? What better? How much better can it be, right? Exactly. As an online marketing strategist, her mission is to help people get their message out so they can connect with people around the world and make a bigger impact. Fabulous. And with the current travel situation being limited to now due to so many borders still being closed, Debbie has been transitioning clients' live live events to a virtual model. I know a little bit about that, so it'll be fun to hear your take on it. And she has successfully produced and managed several six-figure events. That's fabulous. A native Canadian, Debbie Peck runs her digital agency from her laptop as she travels the world. And near and dear to my heart, she loves the ocean as I do and aspires to find as many beaches as possible around the world while meeting amazing friends. I can't wait to hear your story. Thank you for being here. Oh, it's so wonderful to be here. And you know, interestingly, when I first decided to go on the road, I was living in Vancouver, Canada, where I had a beautiful apartment right on the beach overlooking the Pacific Ocean. Nice. And I, I just had this call to travel so much. And But on the other hand, I was reluctant to give up my ocean view. But mm-hmm. then I realized, ooh, there's lots of ocean views around the world. <laughs> so uh, I've really just been going from water source to water source. Even now where I am in Canada, I'm overlooking a lake, which is still mm. pretty as well. So as long as there's water, I'm happy. Nice. So tell us where exactly in Canada are you today? I'm in British Columbia, and uh, it's a small town um, in the heart of wine country, which is Mm. not a bad place to be. Mm -hmm. So uh, right outside uh, my window is Okanagan Lake. And uh, right now we've got a family of swans that have decided to nest right out front here. So it's been really fun watching the babies grow and and uh, transform into the white that they because they start off brown and then they they grow they turn white so it's been beautiful nice how fun is that I've spent some time in that area and my my past career working with animals for film 
and worked a lot in up and around all throughout BC and Alberta. So fun. So let's go into your digital nomadness. <laughs> not to be confused with madness at all. Well, it might be a little mad. <laughs> <laughs> Some people would think it's crazy. Some people have a hard time letting go of the stability. So you want to share a little bit about how you got into this becoming a digital nomad. Well, you know, you hit the nail on the head there, Anne, because it is, it, it's challenging. I'm not going to lie. It's challenging to grow a business while you're on the road traveling um, from place to place. And so uh, I did something that I created some stability and at the same time was able to create a very nice life. I've been um, mainly house sitting around the world. Mm -hmm. And what that's done is um, most of the people that can afford to go on holidays for three weeks or a month at a time have very nice homes, shall we say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've stayed in some amazing, beautiful mansions even, like wow. beautiful homes. And what that allows me to do is stay in one spot for at least a month. Sometimes I'll, I'll um, go get an Airbnb or someplace else close by because I like to be in one spot for um, at least a month because, you know, it is it is challenging when you're trying to, you know, book podcasts like this or mm -hmm. uh, work on client things such as, as events. And I do a lot of launches, digital launches. So uh, that's what I like to do. I like to, you know, rather than every two or three days uprooting and running around, I stay in one spot. I really get to know the locals. You know, I like to, uh, you know, go to their restaurants and their pubs and their grocery stores and live like a local, a true local for at least a month. And that gives me a sense of, of who the people are in that area, you know. And uh, I find it about the four month mark. If I stay too long, then I, I get I start to get a little itchy and it's time to move on. So that's uh, that's where I, I, I like last year, last winter, I spent two months in Ecuador right on the beach. Oh, mm, my gosh, that wow. was probably my favorite so far. Yeah, it was it was just magical. I absolutely loved it there. How nice. How much fun is that? And I I can totally relate because having lived outside the US as I did for 15 years in Panama, I lived among the locals. And I know so many expats who live in these gated communities surrounded with other expats. And it's like, <laughs> that's not getting the experience of the local culture. But when you live like a local and like you say, you're living in neighborhoods as opposed to a hotel or, yes. or even an Airbnb, it's still not the same as living in somebody's home with neighbors and they give you, you know, emergency contacts and so on. Yeah. And then you can, you can ask them. And I did the same thing in a different way. When I worked in the film industry, I would be assigned to be in a location around the world for six weeks to three to four months. My longest was eight months. And so I got to hang out with all the local crew on set and I would ask them, okay, what's the coolest thing? What is your favorite place, location, park, area to go visit in your town, in your, where you live? And you do, you get the locals flavor and input as opposed to what the concierge is getting a kickback to refer you to, right? <laughs> That's exactly right. So, you know, there's just, I've been to places where 
they were not somewhere what I where I would have ever thought to go. You know, like mm-hmm. everybody, for example, everybody wants to go to Paris. Paris is beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you have to go. You know, right. at least once. Yep. But I I was house sitting about four hours uh, outside of Paris, and I had to drive across the French countryside. Oh, it was just mm-hmm. magical. It was so beautiful, so beautiful. Um, and you know, I was in this tiny little village. And uh, I, I absolutely love that. I would go back there in a heartbeat, you know. Right. So, and I've, I've been to Hungary in, in a, you know, we were, I loved Budapest, but uh, we were about an hour and a half outside of Budapest. And uh, that was really cool too, you know. So I just, I've gone to places where it wasn't necessarily the, the main place that everyone mm-hmm. always goes to, you know. Right, right. And it opened doors and, and as I've talked about in previous episodes, it's like when you, and you alluded to it, that when you are seeing it as a local with the locals, yes, it opens your, your eyes, your mind, your awareness to a whole new way of being that you would not see from a hotel or from the, you know, the hop on, hop, hop off bus tour, right? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes, totally. So, and you know, it's been, I've been on the road for about three and a half years now, and uh, I've learned so much about myself that I hadn't mm-hmm. anticipated, you know, that uh, I I wasn't quite sure why I wanted to travel so badly, but uh, uh, I've always wanted to travel, even, you know, when I was younger. And um, I've noticed a trend now for those people that are nomads or that want to travel more full time as opposed to just going on holidays for two weeks. And they have this thing about them, and it's hard to describe, but I'll, I'll try and verbalize it. Mm-hmm. They have this this feeling. It's almost you can look in their eyes and see it. It's like they have this feeling of they just need to get out. They just mm-hmm. need to be out, out there in the world. Right. Like they don't, you know, being trapped by a physical location seems uh, almost like uh, a bit of a prison for them, and they need to have this this sense of going out there and they don't really know what out means yet. Mm-hmm. And I didn't either in the beginning, I just knew that I needed to be out. And so once I started traveling and I was really confused as to why I was out here and what, am I looking for something? I didn't know what I, what I really wanted. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I was uh, at an event and I saw Marie Diamond speak. And uh, many of your listeners may know Marie Diamond. She's the feng shui expert from the movie, The Secret. Very cool. And I, yeah, she, and so in this uh, event, she was speaking about how to feng shui your office for maximum abundance and, and whatnot. And I thought, wow, that's really cool. But I don't even have an office right now. I don't even have a house like oh no what's gonna happen to me you know yeah so uh, I I was actually pretty upset by this and so afterwards I saw her just milling about and um, so I I went up and talked to her for a few minutes and she was very nice and she was very open to talking to me Mm -hmm. she shared with me that at one time she was actually homeless for about a year and a half oh wow years and years and years ago when I asked her about the feng shui for your space, she said, you know, she said, feng, your physical space is only really about 30% of your, of the feng shui wholeness, basically. Mm-hmm. She said, you can, 
you can, you know, feng shui any space that you're in. And what she advised me to do is have a few little things that I bring with me that are, you know, light enough, obviously, to put mm-hmm. in my suitcase, but are the, that are meaningful to me. So I have a few crystals that I bring and things mm-hmm. like that. And whenever I come into a new space, I, I immediately look for where I'm going to set up my laptop and my little mm-hmm. office space. And my things, you know, small little things come and, and surround me in that space and sort of protect that little office space. So I feng shui'd my space, basically. And then the other thing that she said that was really, um, it, it literally changed my outlook on my travels was what if, what if instead of me staying in one space and making it all pretty and feng shui and whatever mm-hmm. is I am meant to go out and put my mark or my feng shui on other people's spaces. Mm. And that really, it, it just, it, it really gave me a different outlook because it, it, made me connect with wherever I was going to and how can I help make this space, these people's lives, this home, a better place for when they come back. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. And in many of the places that I've gone and house sat, for example, most of them have pets and, Mm -hmm. you know, pets are very special in people's lives and, you know, they're very nervous and worried about leaving, you know, their pets. And as, most of them are older. Like if it's a dog, maybe, he, you know, he can't be kenneled anymore because he's elderly and needs medications and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it just, it makes them feel better that me as a loving pet person is there connected to their pet in their space, you know, and uh, I've actually had owners say that their pet seemed better when they got home. Mm. So you know, I've I've been able to bring something special to each one of those places that I've been to. And I started out thinking I needed to get something for myself uh-huh. in traveling. And in in it turned 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 around on me where I was giving to, to each place that I go. So it's made my experiences so much more enjoyable, you know? I love that. And I I understand what you're saying because I've done some pet sitting in my time and I've had people comment that the dogs were so relaxed when we got home, right? There was not, they were not stressed. They were not like freaking out because where have you been? Yeah, yeah, that's great. And I love the idea of giving back. And that's, that opens up a whole line of thinking along that when we are coming from a place of giving, Mm -hmm to others through our services or or what have you, or just our presence, then we actually really get so much more out of the experience, but by not even focusing on what we're getting, right? Yes, that's exactly what happened. And when I stopped focusing on myself and what can I get from each place that I'm, you know, Mm -hmm. I was, I was wondering, you know, what am I here to experience? Why am I here? Why am I doing this to, what can I give to this, to this home? What can I give to this pet? What can I give to this area? You know, uh, when I, when I looked at it from the point of view of giving back, Mm -hmm. it changed my experience totally. And it actually made it so much better for me even. And, uh, I, it's just been, it's been amazing since I, you know, and I'm glad that I learned that early on because I'd probably still be searching. You know, mm-hmm. yes. there was this kind of at the beginning, there was this this kind of like, 
I thought I was searching for something, you know, mm-hmm. like running around the world trying to find myself or something. Right. And in fact, I'm finding and helping other people. You know, I love that. I love that. And that, I mean, it's such an important point to always come from that place of what, what can we do for this, this place, this person, how can we be of service? And then what letting, allowing whatever wants to come up, come up, and then everybody wins. So that is perfect. And we're going to take a quick little break and hear from our sponsor. And we will be right back with more Digital Nomad Stories with Debbie. Today's episode is brought to you by Jonathan Bengel, the transformational business profit tax coach extraordinaire and author of the book, The ABCs of Deductions, an Entrepreneur's Guide to Tax Write-Offs, who is the travel guide for small business owners to easily move them through the darkness of taxation and shining the light to financial happiness. Specializing in tax planning to legally mitigate your taxes while dramatically and improving your profits year after year. For more information, please visit jonathanbengel.com. That's Jonathan B. For boy, E-N-G-E-L. Welcome back. We are learning all about how to feng shui our space wherever we are in the world and bringing a little piece of yourself to the space, even if that is going to a hotel room. I've done that. There's a few crystals and little things I take with me and put them on the little nightstand wherever I'm at so that I, I feel connected And then about giving back, how we can give back or just give to the place and the people and the, the, and the animals whose lives we are touching. And I've done a little bit of that sometimes consciously, but sometimes it's just an unconscious thing of when people come back and if they're really tuned in, they're like, oh, I can feel the energy, energy of the dolphins because you've been here, right? Yes, exactly. That, and that's exactly what it is, is, is I'm giving back energy now rather than taking it from Mm -hmm. the spaces that I'm in. And, uh, you know, since we've had, uh, now that we're in the middle of a pandemic, uh, one thing that happened, of course, all of my travel plans got canceled. Mm -hmm. And, um, back in March, when this all started to happen, at first, it was not that big of a deal. My life day to day didn't change too much because I, you know, I work from my laptop. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I see people on, on zoom every day and things like that. But as the time kind of went forward, I found myself starting to get a little bit uh, nervous because I, uh, you know, after I've been too long in a space, um, it, I, I feel the need to move on. It's time to move on now. But what's happened is I started to get really nervous. And then I re- remembered, wow, you have it pretty good if that's your only, you know, <laughs> the problem sure. is that you're not traveling, you know. So but interestingly, I have um, it, even in the in the small town that I'm in, I've probably been one, two, four, five different places, uh, either house sitting or um, just helping somebody out staying at their house for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I have been able to move around a little bit and have a different view and things like that. And then coming close to winter, and we realized, um, you know, that traveling still a little bit more challenging, Mm -hmm. uh, I decided to settle down and rent a space. Wow, <laughs> that's a big move. <laughs> well, just for this until the spring. So sure. I'm here in this space until uh till the spring. But uh I, I 
you know, it's interesting because when you're putting out such good, good energy into the world, great things come back to you. And mm-hmm. I have probably one of the most beautiful spots in the whole world. I, I dare say it's just gorgeous. I'm overlooking this beautiful lake. Uh, you know, there's wildlife all around. Um, there's just so much. And, and my business is busier than ever. It's been wonderful because, you know, you, I, I the other thing I find is when you find places that you're in tune with nature, mm-hmm. the nature gives back to you. Yes. And so that's what I'm experiencing being here. That That's the other thing that I've discovered while traveling is that I'm enjoying places that aren't necessarily right downtown in a city. Mm-hmm. You know, I like, I, I mean, it's easier to get around sometimes where you're, you know, if you don't have a vehicle, obviously, mm-hmm. but, um, but you always find a way you meet the locals and things like that, you know, and, and, uh, so that's what I have here is, is a gorgeous place in nature. And it's, you know, it's been wonderful for, for my business and for everything, for my heart, for my soul. Nice. It's, it's, it's so wonderful when all of those pieces fall into place. So let's, uh, I'd love for you to share a little bit about, uh, some people think, oh yeah, I'd love to travel like Debbie does, but I do have my own business or I work, I work, but I know I can do it remotely, but what are some of the challenges in growing a business and working while traveling? Well, I think, uh, you just have to be organized and, and watch things like, dates for certain things like for example uh doing a podcast like this or an event or uh if you have a a, a product launch or something like that you're just going to watch the dates and make sure that you're in a stable environment where you have good wi-fi for those particular times and i've actually seen a few people who they're actually going to be on a plane that day or mm-hmm. <laughs> or they're they you know they're they're traveling the day before and the flight gets canceled or things like that mm-hmm. those things are going to happen and you just have to make sure that you're prepared for it. And so I, whenever I have an important event or different things, I try not to um, plan anything important on either side of it. And then the other thing that you have to remember is just let people know where you're at and what you're doing. Because uh, I was in Ecuador last year and I was supposed, to, I was scheduled to be at a, on a big podcast and our power went out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, no power, no internet. And right. it, it was rare in the area that I was in, but it did happen from time to time. And so, and I couldn't even get a message out to the podcast host. Oh, so I just had ouch. to, but he knew I was in Ecuador and he mm-hmm. knew he was like, mm, you know, it's probably, you know, mm-hmm. so he guessed what happened and, and we were able to reschedule and it was all fine. But as long as you let people know uh, what, you know, where you are and what you're doing, mm-hmm. most people are actually pretty thrilled with it. I was a little bit nervous when I first started traveling because I thought people would, my clients, I do a lot of consulting, coaching, that sort of thing. And I was a bit nervous that people would think that maybe I won't, I won't be there for them. Maybe I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm too busy running around the world to service them. And, uh, so I didn't tell anybody at first. I was, I just ah. kind of did it, but didn't mention it, you know. Right. And then what it started happening was everybody on Zoom, cause they can see my background. Sure. And they're like, Oh, you have a different back. This is before the days of the fancy Zoom backgrounds, you know. Yes. And they would all say, Hey, weren't you in a different background like two weeks ago? <laughs> so they, they caught on pretty quickly mm-hmm. and I had to fess up and say, Oh, well, actually, you know, I'm in. Budapest today and you know I'm in France tomorrow or uh, uh, Mexico or wherever I was mm-hmm. and people thought that was really cool so uh it I didn't 
need to hide it. Uh, in fact, I found that when I do, especially if you have a large time zone difference, mm-hmm. it, it's really better to just, you know, let people know what you're doing and, and um, that you're traveling. And so that if anything does come up, that they know. But definitely, you just have to plan a little bit more carefully and just make sure you don't have anything important on the days that you're actually on the move, physically on the move. Right. And the other thing is, don't forget to have fun. You're, even nice. though you're still working, get out and see things, you know, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things I, I didn't do in the beginning. I was, you know, worried about, I had given up two big clients. And so I was sort of intent on rebuilding and I forgot to sort of look around. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're, you're out in the world and don't forget to have a good time and do, do the things that you're going to do, you know. Um, one of the things that happened to me, I was in the middle of a launch with a client uh, a couple of years ago, and I was standing in line at the Eiffel Tower. Mm. Not something you do every day. Right. You know? and, <laughs> and this client, I, I'd already been in line for probably an hour. Oh, and gosh. so this client starts texting me and she's nervous and she's freaking out and she mm-hmm. wants to talk. And I'm like, well, I'm, and that was my birthday, by the way. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, so she's nervous and she's texting me and she's mm-hmm. freaking out. She wants to talk like right now. And I'm like, well, I'm kind of busy right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't really talk. And so she she started, you know, kind of making waves about it mm-hmm. and almost being like intolerable. And so mm-hmm. I almost, I almost got out of line and went and called her. Right. And I stopped myself and I was like, wait Good. a minute. It's my birthday. Yes. I'm allowed to have a day off. Yes. And so I stayed. And then when we talked about it later and, you know, she, she didn't realize that she was being, you know, Mm -hmm. not very nice about it. And we all had a good laugh about it later on and stuff, but you know, don't forget to have a good time out there. It's not all about the digital part. There's the nomad part and you got to have fun too. That's why you're doing it, you know? Yeah. Good for you. I love that. And it is important. Well, it's important to have personal boundaries in in our work because when we're entrepreneurs we tend to think oh I got to work all the time 24 7 and take every single call right but (laughs) if we if we deplete our own energy we don't have anything to give our our clients and and the space where we're at and to honor that experience it's like you know standing in line at the Eiffel Tower on your birthday that's a big deal (laughs) yes right not many of us get to say that (laughs) And so I think that's really important to get out there and enjoy. And I did the same thing, as I mentioned earlier, when I was working in the film industry and we'd be sent on location. It's like, okay, yeah. And I did. I watched other crew members. We'd go to set. We'd work all day long. And yes, we work long hours and it's usually a six day week, but it does mean we have a day off. Yeah. And, but I'd see them hang out either at the at the hotel at the bar and they wouldn't leave the hotel grounds at all the entire time we're there it's like no way are you crazy yeah I'm in this you new gotta, you place gotta get out. i want to see what there is here yeah and if it and totally. it did it also took me to places that i would never think to go i mean yeah. look at it took me to panama and that totally changed my life it sure did. <laughs> so who knew my my soulmate was living in deep in the jungles there, right? But, but well, that, that hasn't happened to me yet, but I, you know. <laughs> you never know. You never, and I tried to turn that job down three times. So you just. Well, never, that, 
that actually brings up another point mm-hmm. that I would say is so, something that people don't think about when they go on the road, especially me as a single woman, mm-hmm. is that it can be kind of lonely. People don't really think mm-hmm. about that, you know, because you do meet people along the way. Yes. But, you know, day to day, you know, that's something that you you're away from your family, you're away from your friends. Mm-hmm. And so you ha- and I'm a, I'm a bit of an introvert. So, you know, I, t- I tend to keep to myself just naturally. So I had to really get out of my comfort zone and meet people. You know, I had to actually, you know, gulp, talk to people. <laughs> right. So, and that's not a natural thing for me, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, so that's something that people don't really think about when when they travel. Even I've seen couples that travel and they stay to themselves, just the mm-hmm. two of them. And they don't meet other people along the way. And I've met some of the most amazing people out there, you know. Yes. And uh, the coolest thing is, is that, you know, here in Canada, we live in a very safe country. Uh, We don't have a ton of crime. I mean, there's, you know, it's pretty safe everywhere. And especially my family, people were horrified. What do you mean you're going to travel around the world by yourself? (laughs) And I can tell you that I've had some of the best experiences where people have helped me out, uh, where I was lost or I needed, you know, different things or whatever. And people have gone out of their way to help me out rather than, you know, do the thing that people think they're going to do, which is bad things, you know, right, Uh, right. People are good all around the world, you know, and I think that you just have to have your wits about you. I mean, definitely don't do unsafe things, obviously. Mm -hmm. But you you just want to connect with people and, you know, talk with people, get to know people, be friends and that sort of thing. And, and uh, it's a it's just a truly a great experience, you know. Beautiful. I love that. And I could not agree more. And, and I'm a little bit of an introvert as well. I used to be terrified of people when I was a child and teenager, but start when you start to open up, and even if you don't know the language, you you can still find a way to communicate and and connect. So that is beautiful. So as we are nearing the end of our time together, if you could share with us and leave us with if somebody is thinking about becoming a digital nomad, what would be your words of wisdom to somebody who's considering this lifestyle? I think just do it. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've seen people freaking out about, you know, doing it. And I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen? You've got to just take the leap. If there's anything you want to do in your life, not not even just becoming a digital nomad, but doing Mm -hmm. anything. And I think um, I've I've actually seen a number of my friends do it now, and I think one of the things that they agonize over is all their stuff. You know, mm-hmm. what do I do with my stuff? Sell it, right. give it away, you know, put yep. it in storage. I I mean, it's just stuff, and plates and dishes and all those kind of things are not worth the experiences that I've had and the people that I've met over the past three and a half years. You know, they're just. Uh, I could buy new plates and dishes, you know, mm-hmm. but those experiences that I've had will last me forever, you know, yeah. so just do it, get out there and do it. And all that stuff is just logistical stuff. It, mm-hmm. you know, you can find a way to do almost anything. Um, it's, it's just in your heart, you have to make that decision and take the leap. And Beautiful. the funny thing is, is when I first started this, I decided to do it for six months Mm-hmm. And here I am three and a half years later. It's <laughs> nice, <laughs> so, nice. I just sold off everything. I put it all in storage, the rest of what I had and mm-hmm. just made the decision to go. And then 
I just, I realized it's been six months and I, I was booked out and I had, you know, I, I wasn't done, you know, and I'm still not mm-hmm. done. So as soon as those borders open back up again. Right. You know. Off you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and for those of you thinking about, you know, okay, so how, how can I get started? There are websites where you can list yourself as a house sitter, as a pet sitter mm-hmm. that you just Google it and it's out there and just get yourself set up. Sometimes they'll do a little background check on you mm-hmm. just to make sure, you know, you're not somebody that shouldn't be doing what it is not safe person to do this, but I'm sure if you're listening, you are good to go on that yeah. end. Right. Well, the one thing that I'll say about the, uh, so one of the big ones that I use, there's several of them, but there's one that I use called trustedhousesitters.com. It's probably mm-hmm. one of the biggest. Mm-hmm. And the thing about those is, is it's safe for both of you. You know, they're not just right. checking out you, but they check out the homeowner as well, because mm-hmm. that was also a concern of mine, like going into someone else's home in right. another country. I'm like, I don't know who these people are, yes, yes. you know, so, uh, you know, you're they're, you're kind of both vetted and, mm-hmm. you know, so that they know both sides and you're not walking into a sketchy situation. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so that's always the best thing, but you know, and, and if you're not a t- the type of person who's on video chat very much, get really acquainted with, like I use zoom multiple times a day mm-hmm. and that makes me feel connected because I can see the other person. I can look in their eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, we do a lot of zoom calls. We do a lot of, uh, I'm doing, uh, all these events. Now we do six figure events with, with coaches and consultants. And, you know, it really gives you a sense of being with other people, even if there's, it's a computer screen, you're still can see each other, you yes. know, and you have a sense of being and belonging with that person. Yes, that I love that, that you can connect with them before you even meet them in person and, mm-hmm. and travel halfway across the world to be in their house. And then it's also a great way to connect with your friends and family back home. Absolutely. Well. Yeah. All of my both. clients now, we, I mean, I, I rarely phone people anymore. We don't mm-hmm. use the phone. It's all zoom calls now. Right. Exactly. So, Your link yeah. or mine. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Your link or mine. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, for sure. So you have a free gift for us, don't you? Yes. Well, for those of the, those uh, uh, consultants, uh, coaches, healers, those folks who are thinking about doing events. Remember back in the days when we used to have these three-day events and we'd go to the hotel and, you know, (laughs) connect with each other. Well, we're doing that style, three-day events online. And they've been very, very well done. We're, we're so excited. Uh, we, I've, I have a great team and we've done a number of them now, six figure events. And so if there's anyone who wants to explore that possibility, um, I'm, I'm offering a free consultation for that. So you can jump on and we can talk about what you're doing and, uh, what your offer is. And one of the things that I like about this for, um, for coaches, consultants, healers, uh, people in that space is that, uh, oftentimes as a, as a coach or, or this type of, of person, you're so intent on the delivery of your, of your, um, course or your program. And the marketing part is, Ugh, you know, you don't yes. necessarily like that part or want to do that part. And so being on Facebook all day and just, you know, putting yourself out there is, is not something that you enjoy doing. Well, what if you could have an event uh, over a weekend and sell out your coaching program for the year? You know, nice. that's what we're doing. We're basically connecting people, having, you know, hundreds of people on you do your teaching over two, you know, three days, and then uh, you sell your high end coaching and 
boom, you're done for the year. Many of my clients have been doing, you know, maybe three or four events a year, but still it's a lot easier than every day on Facebook kind of thing. You just Mm -hmm. do one event and then, you know, quarterly sort of thing, or three or four months later, you do another one and so on. It's for a lot of uh, people in this space, I find it's, it, it, it connect, it feels more connected to their heart because they're not out there pounding the pavement every day. You know what I mean? So it fits better, but, um, but definitely connect with me. Um, my email is Debbie at debbiepeckdigital.com and, uh, I'd love to hear from you and we can set up a time to meet and talk about your six figure event. Awesome. And we'll put that link in the, your email. And then you have a link here as well. That is virtualeventsplaybook.com. Yes. We, unfortunately, we don't have it set up yet. We had some technical okay. difficulties and that's why I'm giving you my email address. So yeah, it, it you know, technology, it's not always. <laughs> <laughs> right. It doesn't always work in our favor. Yes. We try our best. So, uh, but uh, definitely we'll have that set up very soon, but I, it's better if you just email me and then we can set something up from there. Perfect. Perfect. And I, I'm actually going to book one of those times with you because I'm committed to leading to of my very first live events next year. And I'm nice. thrilled about it. And, and we can talk further, but one will be uh, what I call dream retreat live, all about creating your dream retreat for your clients. And then the other one, which will actually happen sooner is I'm creating a whole new program and teaching around doing business the dolphin way. Which I is, love that. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's all about bringing more joy and play and flow and community and all of those aspects that the dolphins live in into their business. So I'm going to do Dolphin Way Live as well. So let's we'll talk further about that. Absolutely. I love that Dolphin Way. That's great. Yes. Thank you. So and why don't you give out your website as well? Yes, it's, it's DebbiePeckDigital.com. So that's yeah. easy. DebbiePeckDigital.com. Exactly. Just mm-hmm. as it sounds. Just as it sounds. <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us today. It's been a pleasure to reconnect with you and hear all about being a digital nomad and just getting out there and living your life as you've always dreamed of doing. So thank you for being with us. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Thank you so much, Anne, for having me. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. And thank you, everybody, for joining us, for listening today to another episode of Transformational Travel. And I hope you enjoyed our journey today with Debbie and her fun stories. And if you are enjoying this podcast, please rate and review it, subscribe, follow wherever you get your podcast, and feel free to share it with your friends who would also love to take a transformational travel adventure with us. We'll see you next time. Safe journeys. Thank you for traveling with us today. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Get more information at transformationaltravelpodcast.com.